Hello everyone, welcome to What is Covenants? Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. I'm kind of nervous. You have lots of papers there. What papers? Lots of notes and thoughts and I what see papers? I see wheels turning over there and I'm I'm curious as to we're going to, we're continuing our conversation from last time. Is that, is that well, since, correct? Since we have survived. Yes. Of course, we're not on social media, so they didn't, they could, well, I guess we are in some ways. Jail. There's a, yeah, it's a podcast show. <laughs> they could uh, take us off social media. I guess we are, though. We're on Facebook, so that's, yeah, that's certainly can, social media, yeah. but they'd have a harder time probably. And nobody cares about us. I mean, that's the nice thing about this point so. in place in our time. I think we have some listeners. I have people tell me they listen to us, so I'm, that makes me optimistic. Professionally and personally, nobody cares. This point in our kind of, I don't know, I don't want to presume ascent or descent. Just where we are right now, at this point in time, yeah, we can say a bunch of stuff. And nobody cares. Everybody's into their own thing. Yes. Into themselves. How about that? But I am glad, though, that we survived from last week to this week. Because who knows? I mean, somebody might have heard something and then tried to get us off Hopefully they got intrigued and their interest was piqued and they tuned back in this time. Well, hopefully. Same bat channel, same bat time, right? But on that hope Mm -hmm. and premise, would you like to sort of consolidate or summarize what you took? I'm not asking you necessarily to... Yeah, shuffle I will never my, do that to, to your level of um, Shuffle through my David. papers or my head. <laughs> but what you took from the session. Okay. Not session, but the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a session. I it did. Like, I apologize. Kind of, no, I think I thought more in that podcast than I've ever thought in any podcast. I was really concentrating last time, focusing. Um, so we began with animals and souls and the idea of um, evolution and we talked about the death angel and then we kind of moved into death and life as far as how much input how are we leading people to death or life are we the death angel and then we took it a step further and went to not just the spirit of Antichrist, but the Antichrist, and who is that, which you so bravely named (laughs) and said you would state that. So listeners, if you did not listen to last week's, I would encourage you to tune in, but also to listen to that episode, but to listen today as hopefully David will reiterate that point. And then we ended with the idea, we was in Daniel, we was in Revelation, John Allen Patmos talking about how it is laid out before us in the Word, and all we need to do is read it. And and uh, I know it was a cliffhanger. Yes. And I never will say this properly, pronounce properly. Precipice. Precipice. Sh- is that right? Precipice. Okay. Like the cusp of something. Cliffhanger. Yes. Precipice. <laughs> But should our podcast listeners be at all confused or intrigued? That was a lot of things I just listed. Maybe both. (laughs) I would encourage you to go back and listen to the last podcast. And you may want to do that a few times, not for the sake of anything noteworthy that we would say even to our, I guess, benefit or being positive about it. But if you're going to throw rocks at us, you want to go back and listen so you'll know which rocks to pick up put in your bag, and then you can throw them at us. But I believe the notion that we're really trying to capture is that it's no mystery. It seems mysterious. Mm -hmm. It's mostly mysterious when you approach it outside of God, when you approach it outside of Holy Spirit discernment, Mm -hmm. which I'm not the single sole source of that. And even as much Daniel... There was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. So it would not even be that Daniel. And Daniel even said that. We read that last podcast. Mm-hmm. 
in Daniel 2, I believe it's 30, 31, verse 30 or 31. It's not something somebody else doesn't know or couldn't know. Right. You just have to know where to go to get the answers. So if there's a mystery to it, if people are in the dark, Mm -hmm. if people don't recognize the Antichrist, if they can't see it for what it is, because in Daniel, this is the singular, this is in word, at this particular point in all of ours, the body of Christ, human history, the time that we're in right now, this is, this is the answer. This is the thing that we need to, I believe, focus upon more than anything else. Jesus has come. He's going to come again. What are we to do in the in-between, the mm-hmm. meantime? And of course, with Daniel, it was before Jesus had come. And so it was prophetically so. It still has a prophetic dimension because Daniel doesn't even speak only to the advent of Christ, the need for Jesus. We all need a Savior. Humanism leads us to death. Listen to last week's podcast. Mm -hmm. But facing then the precipice, Mm -hmm. the cliffhanger, aspect of all this is we're going to be facing that, if not already facing that. And God does not want it to be a mystery to you who the Antichrist is. He does not want you wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. He does not want you to get to the Jordan and not be able to cross over to the Promised Land. He does not need a Moses to come along with a stick on your behalf or out of that to go killing anybody, smoting anybody, striking anybody. That's all the work of the adversary and the devil. But you're going to see a lot of that happening, but it's going to be happening to those who believe, those who have the relationship with Jesus, because we are now going to be the subject of that abuse. That's not martyrdom. That's just scriptural. But at least know your abuser. Know the perpetrator. Know the beast. Mm-hmm. No, the Antichrist. And understand, Daniel's message is universal. It was applicable to him in his time. And certainly he'd seen the abomination of desolation when they went into exile and Nebuchadnezzar and the Chaldeans, Babylon, had taken over. But that wasn't the end. It was, and there's more. How do you say it? But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And not in a good way. Do your little snap thing. That but <laughs> The clock. Yes, the clock's ticking. And it's coming. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Daniel presented a general message to Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2 out of a vision that Nebuchadnezzar had. <laughs> not Daniel. Daniel had it independent because Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't tell anybody. But Nebuchadnezzar was the one who brought it up, which is really what's happening in the world today, too. Existential crisis, we're bringing up the question. If you don't recognize that the question is being asked, what is our fate, then you really do need to be shaken or awakened from your slumber. You're in denial. Well, he even said, I have had a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. So there's some people that I think, like that person I mentioned on our last podcast that said, well, I think a lot of things have to happen. It's not that bad yet. To me, it's like they're asleep. They're in denial. And, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, at least one, if we could say one good thing about him, is at least he wanted to know. At least he was like, this thing's happening, and I want to know what it means. Who wouldn't, in that same way we began last podcast, the Spirit of God is upon all of us. Mm -hmm. God just gave humans a soul. So whether that is, again, to our advantage or disadvantage, it makes it easy or hard. I don't know. God gave us the soul, so there must have been some purpose and reason that he gave us the soul. I would like to believe for the sake of our dominion over the earth and taking care of and tending to those needs in the best of ways for all concerned. Not just humans, not just animals, plants, Whatever, the earth itself, to tend it in the right sort of manner, that would be advantageous. We're going to be operating in a material dimension and material element because that's the best way. You can't just rule from on high. You have to have, I mean, bosses will tell you that, good ones. 
corporation, corporate structure will tell you, you have to be connected to the people because the moment you get disconnected, politicians, the world we're in right now, everybody starts preaching at one another, but there's they don't want to see the common dimension because they're too busy being ideologues, I guess is what we call them anymore these days. Wanting to be right. In their ivory towers, the towers of Babel. Mm-hmm. And they really are only doing that because they don't want to have any part of the reality of tending the garden, Mm -hmm. of being part of creativity, of being part of the plan, of being really where he needs us, God, Mm -hmm. would want us and need us the most, which is, again, getting back to some counseling dimension. Mm -hmm. I don't want our listeners to think that, oh, well, they never talk about counseling on the podcast. We do. (laughs) We just don't talk about it always as directly, but I want to tie it back in. But that's what we are. We're just helping God tend the garden. Mm -hmm. Folks come in to see us. It's with word. That's my tool. I try to help them understand, just like we're doing on the podcast, Mm -hmm. out of the Holy Spirit, try to share with them from, it is my perspective, I apologize, I am human, but it was Daniel's perspective when Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, it's from his perspective, Mm -hmm. when John the Revelator told us about the end time, it's from his perspective, you know, I had somebody come in the other day and say, well, isn't everybody's perspective, yes, but not everybody's perspective is anointed. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's perspective is going to be with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because not everybody comes to Jesus. Right. Not everybody accepts that. Animals can't because they don't have a soul. But when you introduce the thing that separates us from everything else that God created, our soul, then it becomes a choice. And we have to choose who we're going to listen to. And in that... Which end we're going to serve? Is it going to be within that standard or context of death, the precipice? We're heading there fast. Yeah. We're going to be facing that. Everybody knows that. We're, we're approaching judgment. Everybody knows that. Up to this point, it's been a little slower, but that's what I did. started with, yeah. and then speeding up time, knowledge. We're there. But it's all of us, individually and then corporately. But there's no distinction. You either serve Jesus or you serve the devil. Mm -hmm. You either serve God in Jesus and Holy Spirit, or you're of your Father, as Jesus would have put it, the devil, and that would be Antichrist. Now again... I don't know that that's clear enough. Some people will probably still disagree with me on that. Some people will try to hedge it a bit. Some people will try to be one foot in the world and then also one foot in heaven. You can't do that. You can in Jesus. There's going to be a bit of a dual nature in this world but not of this world. But you can't be of this world. You can't see it as with no acceptance of Christ as your Lord and Savior as with the lacking of that discernment that the Holy Spirit provides and be able to do the work that God's called you to. So sad news, good news. Closed out last podcast by saying, I want to be part of the second coming of Jesus. We are. We're in a time that we're part of. We've probably always been part of the second coming of Jesus. Generationally, the Bible depicts that. Now that we've accepted Jesus, we've entered into him. And with that, the sanctification. Just like Daniel. Daniel went into Babylon. And even they recognize Nebuchadnezzar. But Daniel was put there in a very atheistic or hedonistic <laughs> Uh, what are they called? Agnostic. Yeah. I mean, there was multiple gods. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like without some appreciation for it. But there was no distinction. But that's really what we are. Mm-hmm. We're Daniels. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of that. But I don't want to be Daniel. I want to be Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we're part of that. But if we don't get this message and understand who we're serving, we can't be. I'm going to take a breather so you can kind of consolidate. Yeah, I need to take a breather after all that. <laughs> No, I was just thinking that confirms what you said just now, confirms what I said on the last podcast about how I just, and maybe it's where we're more connected to the world through social media. We can hear other people's opinions, but I would say that's probably a good part of it. But I feel like I've never seen such an outpouring of people talking about Jesus's return as now. And I'm going to ask you a question, and this is just your opinion. There doesn't have to be backup research to do this, but... Do you think that you will see the second coming in your lifetime? I already have. Okay. Prophetically. 
I'm already part of it. I mean, right. I think that's the trick of the devil, is that we see things chronologically. Mm -hmm. But people who come see me, if they can't see the end mm -hmm. before they even come see me, they've got no business coming to see me because they're not going to go to the end mm -hmm. in the way that we would want to lead them or guide them or correct or right. use, allow the word, use the word as right. our tools of correction, of bringing about reconciliation, right. about building up sanctifying, right. about identifying Jesus as Lord and Savior, about joining into Him as with the promise of God, that in the Holy Spirit we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we're part Jesus or part of Jesus in that way, and then right. we're given this wonderful opportunity to be salt and light. Mm -hmm. But if they can't come in accepting of that, they're not going to get there. But I've already seen that. I've seen that, really, as much the Old Testament, before I came to Jesus. I've seen that as accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You gave 30-some years now yeah. since you were uh, accepted Jesus. And at this particular point, I have already seen the second coming of Christ, but not in material dimension because okay. it is yet to be manifest. Right, right. But we are there. The manifestation of Christ, mm -hmm. the second coming in that physical sort of dimension is about to happen. Mm -hmm. Is it an individual? I'm sure that God may send Jesus as an individual as he did the first time in human form. But what would be the purpose of that? My guess is that if Jesus comes again, you ask me, just off the top of my head, my, my suspicion is, is that we're going to see him in quite the same way that we see the devil. There'll be an incarnation of him, but it won't be necessarily in a personage sort of way. It'll be Jesus. He'll be distinctly recognizable. But that's what I'm saying about Satan. Don't be tricked. Mm -hmm. Don't look for a particular individual. Look for the body of Christ to manifest itself so that when Jesus appears in whatever form, a new body, mm -hmm. we'll recognize that. But I don't know that it'll be human, and I don't. he'll not go through any of the stuff he went through in human dimension the first right. time right. because he's already proven himself. He doesn't need to go back and do that again. Right. We're going through it now. So when he comes, we'll be spirit or we'll be as close to that. Right. As we humanly can be, generationally, will be written in that Lamb's Book of Life. But the devil's going to do the same thing. But I think that's really why we're doing these two podcasts. The devil's tricked a lot of people into believing you've got to see that person and know that person. And everybody's opinion counts and it gets confusing and it's all relative. And No, it isn't. It's very clear if you keep it simple. Daniel made it simple for Nebuchadnezzar. What we're going to read today, though, is how Daniel could have interpreted even that dream for Nebuchadnezzar. Because I think what I'm going to try to read today is what really allowed Daniel to go to Nebuchadnezzar and declare, this is it. I mean, this is it. This one vision that Daniel interpreted or shared with Nebuchadnezzar, this is it. This is the word of God until Jesus comes again. Hmm. Sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? <laughs> I <laughs> People like say you... what you say. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let me think about that for a minute or an hour or day. I agree with what you said, and I think it has to be explained to be completely understood. Because if you just come up to somebody and say, I think it already happened, then the Christian is sitting there looking around like, uh, shouldn't I be in heaven now? <laughs> so it, it needs a little bit well, of Well, they are, you know, but they don't... They, they don't. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I had a feeling. <laughs> and I agree with that, too. It's, it, it takes a little bit of the complexity out of it to make it simple. Like you said, it is simple. But we make it so complicated. So when we try to break that down and make it simple, then hopefully our listeners will... will understand. Well, we'll make it only as simple as it would have come to Daniel because... In human dimension, it's never really simple because we don't start out. Right. We're born into original sin. Flesh, and so yeah, by the time we get there, the conceptualization yeah. of everything is mm -hmm. so corrupted with a material mm -hmm. orientation, physical right. orientation. That's why the struggle right. to restore. The flesh doesn't even want us to understand. And why we had to see in such literal example Jesus and then had to see in such dramatic fashion, not only his death, mm -hmm. his burial, but immediately so, three days, his resurrection and then 
the power of the Holy Spirit at the, on the day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. All of that had to happen, even as the healings that Jesus performed had to happen, not because the healing was in that, but the healing showed that. Mm-hmm. It demonstrated what Jesus told Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that same sort of a way, we have to kind of start out in some material terminology or dimension or term or dimension, or we couldn't communicate it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to share it from source, from primary source. How do I know? Because now we're going to get to see behind the curtain of really what was going on with Daniel. Daniel chapter 7, verse 1. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, the first one from another. The first was like a lion. And had eagle's wings, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man. There's no mistaking of that. Mm -hmm. This is relatable to humans. And a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, and it was raised up itself on one side and had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, it devoured and break in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns, plucked up by the roots, and behold, In this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancients of day or the ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were open, I beheld them because of the great, of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame as a concerning or as concerning the rest of the beasts, the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve his him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. And then Daniel says... I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts which are four are four kings which shall rise out of the earth, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the others which came up, before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows, I beheld. And the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them, until the angel 
ancients of days, or the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue the three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto or into his hand until a time and times, and the dividing of time. But the judgments shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Again, I had to read all of that. Primary source, right from Daniel. Now you could argue, well, this is Belshazzar, Belshazzar, which was Nebuchadnezzar's son. I don't want anybody to come back on me and seem to suggest that I left out important details just to prove my point. I know that wasn't Nebuchadnezzar. I know Daniel spoke to Nebuchadnezzar. But what would make me think that God would not have spoken to Daniel in similar fashion when he went to Nebuchadnezzar? And then what also would tell me the thing he told Nebuchadnezzar isn't the same thing he's now speaking or being told of, the vision, in that, what was it? How many year? What year of Belshazzar? Go back at the top. The first year. First year of the son's reign, Belshazzar. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same one. If you remember from the last podcast what that looked like from the top to the bottom, that's the Antichrist. That is the construction or the putting together of all of these things that will then personify the Antichrist. And, and was he the Antichrist then? Yeah, I was the devil then. <laughs> and he's, he's going to be the devil when Jesus comes again, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. But he's not going to win. And with that, all the things that befell <laughs> the Chaldeans, Nebuchadnezzar, the Medes, the Persians, as they were able to get back into or given grant, mm -hmm. privilege mm -hmm. to reestablish Jerusalem in the temple, it wasn't for that end. Right? Because there was much that ensued after that that we're still kind of, again, going through now until Jesus comes again. It will always continue in that way. It won't be fully established till Christ comes. But it is the same sort of thought. Whether it's talking about Nebuchadnezzar, the Medes, the Persians, the kings of that time, it's the same principle, though, that's going to happen in the end times. The political, the politics, the po politicians, the humanism, that dimension is going to be nothing more than iron and clay feet. Mm -hmm. There'll be that great rock <laughs> that will otherwise destroy it, but it'll spread throughout the world. Mm -hmm. But that won't be the end. There's more. <laughs> Jesus will then come back in the same sort of way that the saints will be persecuted, but the Holy Spirit will then rise within them. And in that persecution and that scattering and that division and that falling away of apostasy, Jesus is, that's the three days <laughs> until he's resurrected. We're going through that. When Jesus comes back again, we'll have our grave cloths, our napkins, so to speak, folded up. There'll be Gabriel, two angels. There'll be Gabriel and Michael. That's in the tomb. They'll come roll the tombstone away and say, well, where is he? Well, he's resurrected. He's risen. Didn't you believe it all along? He told you what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Didn't you listen to him all along? Do you not know the word? Do you not know scripture? This is all part of God's plan. But he's going to be resurrected in spirit because I don't want to go back to the flesh when Jesus comes a second time. Right, right. 
I do not want to go back to this when he comes a second time. I don't know what the resurrected body will be like. I know we'll still have new, we'll have new bodies, but there'll be a heaven and earth dimension to it. We'll minister to. There'll be that thousand year reign. Again, there's a lot that could be said about where we are maybe for a future podcast. But the idea though is Jesus has already come back. The manifestation of Christ is not fully there. It will happen. He'll come a second time. Mm -hmm. But it won't be any different than Daniel's vision. Because Daniel's vision wasn't just for the time he was in. It was for the end time. And it's just as clear today as it was then. I mean, I'm reading this. Mm -hmm. How much clearer could it be? I'm reading this and all the political forces that are, I'm reading this and don't we already see, we discussed that last podcast, Mm -hmm. the evidence of the Antichrist coming back again. But in that same sort of a way, this is what the end times is going to look like. But there will be one that comes that will try to deceive you with swelling words, concepts, Mm -hmm. thoughts, humanism, science. You're a denier. No, I believe in the word. And the word's pretty clear. You're the one that's denying. Jesus, you're the atheist. You're the agnostic. They don't even care anymore. They'll just go ahead and declare that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, I'm, I'll, I'll back down a bit. How much clearer does it have to be? Mm. Well, apparently clearer enough that people won't believe a lie. And there's going to be a lot of people that fall into that lie. There already are. True. But believers, true. apostasy, true, falling away at the same time of the resurrection of Christ. In a way that makes me kind of sad, <laughs> but Daniel was too. He was grieved. Yeah, I, I just thought about Jesus looking out over Jerusalem. You know, it just it makes he wept. Me, yeah, and it makes me sad because I think that um, we need to strengthen each other, encourage each other in the word, but you know, what does that look like? Speaking the truth, speaking the word. You know, even if we have to go back to it, you know, every single day and remind each other what does the truth say? Cuz it's an Adam and Eve thing. I was um talking um to my son about um about the podcast and I said, "Make sure you tune in. This is going to be a really interesting one and I think you'll find a lot of it interesting." And, you know, I was kind of giving a basic, you know, what it was about. But then I happened to think, you know, that that idea, you know, we're there now. It's like you said, it's, it's the, the, con- the um, deception is so real that, like, even Christians. We're not even as good as the animals. And, and I don't know. I mean, again, there are four beasts, and the, the final one is the one with the iron teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a bit of evolution in that, the evolution mm-hmm. in that. Because anything that occurs before that at least was somehow attached to animals. I mean, there's bears and lions and, and even a human dimension. But this beast that comes will not be even human if human was otherwise sort of associated with some spirit of God that he gave all creatures, great and small. We, we don't even have the same compassion animals do. We don't even understand how to fit into the way God ordered it all as animals. What business do we have tending the garden? What business do we have reigning over the earth? We're no better than the devil was because he took all of those things, exploited them for his own self-aggrandizement, lifted himself up, again, the Tower Tower of Babel sort of principle, and he's going to appear in the ultimate of states. And it's the same thing. I I said that last podcast, surely the devil would know he's been defeated. No, his narcissism, his egotistical attitude, his loss, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, his falling away into apostasy, Mm -hmm. he's rendered worse than Nebuchadnezzar was when he was in the wilderness. And that's part of it too. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, just so that you will know what it's going to be like mm-hmm. during, and how many, 70 days? Or seven years for Dan, uh, for Nebuchadnezzar. Seven, seven years? Seven years. 
this is what it's like. It's it's the parallel with the revelation and the end times. John's confirmation of that is just undeniable. But even Nebuchadnezzar came back out of that. There'll be those, though, as with the Antichrist, when this takes its full shape and form, its full fruition. And again, Daniel chapter 7 gives us a bit more clarity than chapter 2 did of what was going on. And how do I say this is how we knew the first vision? Because this is what he's doing. He's having conversations with those that know. Gabriel, Michael, Jesus... He's being told these things. So we know from primary source. But we're not even going to be like the kings of old, even though they made mistakes like Nebuchadnezzar and errors in their ways. They fell into humanism. There's going to come a point where apostasy will seal the fate and the doom of those that fall into that. Mm -hmm. They won't have a heart. They won't have a conscience. They won't have a godly awareness. Mm But that's the only way that they will be purged, rightly so. They all had a choice Mm -hmm. in what they chose to serve and what they chose to follow. All we're saying is, let's call it what it is. It's humanism. It's political. It's humanism. It's what the best we could do. Everybody realizes that, but just like everything political that's going on right now, They've got no answers. So all they're resorting to now is trickery. Mm-hmm. They're corrupting even the truth. Mm-hmm. They're hijacking even science. Connor's right. Mm-hmm. How could you overthrow what was already established only if somebody had itching ears? Mm-hmm. If somebody didn't want to hear it. If somebody didn't want to go there, didn't want to accept Jesus, did not want to understand what it would take to be called at least somewhat convicted, what words, it's the Bible. They're going to do away, we said that last podcast, you mm-hmm. might want to backfill mm-hmm. our listeners who didn't get a chance to listen to it, or listen to it first time today. Connor said, how could they do away with the Bible? Mm-hmm. They're going to do away with the Bible because they think they're going to do away with it and if we're living testimonies, they're going to do away with us. Right. Because we're an inconvenient truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing. When he asked, when I told him about that, and so our listeners have a little bit more context. You know, we were discussing what the future could look like, and I, you know, I just told him there's going to be a day we have to know the word in us because. Practically speaking, you know, it's very likely, and I would say it will happen, it already happened in other countries, that our Bibles will be illegal. They'll take them away from us. So, you know, he questioned that. How can you take away something that's been established? You know, like a concept of our of our um, humanity, you know, just... And I, I was like, well, I understand what you're saying, but... They want to take away everything, every part of that. That's why it's important that we know the word in us so that they can't take that away. But then, like you said, they will take us away. And that, that will happen. Well, you know, you're Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we're looking for personage... Well, look at the di- disciples. I mean, you're Jesus, though. If we're looking yeah. for personage, right. that's where it takes on a personage. I mean, I could say, I could tell you who it is. Because you know, in your heart, you know who it is. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to give you discernment, you'll know who it is when you meet them in personal dimension. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do with that, I don't know. Let God tell you what to do with that. I mean, I'm not suggesting that we do anything, but, but do what Jesus did. But I'm just saying, you'll know. But if you're a little mistaken on that, or if you're looking for something more global or geopolitical, as with the book of Revelation, it's not going to be a person, Carolyn. That's the trick. It's not a person. It's a geopolitical machine. It's the Tower of Babel. It is the fulfillment of the desire of those that built the Tower of Babel. And in the same sort of way God confounded them, with diverse tongues to create division for the sake that it would not end the world prematurely, just as it could not be that Jesus would reveal himself and and all that he came for, Mm -hmm. came to do to the entirety of the world, they wouldn't receive him. But even so, the timing wasn't yet he's going to come again. The precipice is it's happening again. And for the same reason God disbanded them then, the 
peoples. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening now. Except now, rather than even in some, I don't know, evolutionary sort of term, we're no longer animals even. We're worse than animals. We have no heart. Mm -hmm. We have no spirit of God in us. Mm -hmm. We kill without need to kill. Mm -hmm. Animals will do that. They kill for food. They kill because that's just instinct. They don't even, we don't even have that. We kill because we hate. We hate because we don't want love. We don't want love because we know we're wrong. We know we're wrong because we have no love. And then before you know it, the devil destroys himself from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Evil destroys itself. Right. That's the death angel. But God doesn't send one out necessarily. They do it from within themselves. But they've created the beast. Mm -hmm. They are the beast because it takes individuals to do that. Mm -hmm. Just like it takes individuals to manifest the resurrected Christ. But they've created that. But they'll man that'll be manifest and it won't be human person. It'll take on human image. Mm -hmm. Daniel. It's Daniel. Mm -hmm. They'll speak with these words. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear it over, it won't be loudspeakers like George Orwell's 1984 or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be the same thing because we're hearing it now. Mm -hmm. It's on the computer. It's on right. the radio. Right. It's on television. It's all, it's Prince of the Power of the Air. Mm -hmm. It's all mediums mm -hmm. that are out there. As you said, social media, human consumption, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. TikTok. It's subtle. Sometimes, I just, last podcast I mentioned driving over in my car, listening to the radio. Yeah. I thought, I'm being brainwashed. Mm -hmm. I'm being programmed. And I'm not even aware of it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean turn off everything. Doesn't mean don't go on social media. Join us on Facebook. Right. Doesn't mean don't come on Facebook. It just means, folks, it's not loony. It's not far-fetched. Mm -hmm. It's happening now. It's insidious. It's progressive in that evolution sort of way or de-evolution sort of way. But if there's an evolution, it's just what Darwin predicted or prophesied. This is all that humans are going to do is kill each other. Mm -hmm. Survival of the fittest is just kill each other and the earth. It takes Jesus Christ. It takes the Word of God, manifest living Word, it takes sanctification. But all of that comes from the Word, which is the revelation from Genesis to Revelations. Right. There's just a couple points along the way where we just have to do what we're doing right now. It's noteworthy. Mm -hmm. Don't get lost. Right. Understand what you're doing today by what was happening before, but don't get lost. Mm -hmm. Don't give up, don't quit. And I think about people talk about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I go back to in the beginning in Genesis. The, the Trinity was there from the very beginning. So what does that tell us? Jesus was there in the very beginning. The Holy Spirit was already given in the very beginning. The tree of life was in the garden. Right. So all these things are not... I don't want to say new concepts, but <laughs> we've already known these things were going to happen. We already know they were coming. It wasn't a big shock surprise when, you know, the Holy Spirit came down in Acts 2. So knowing what's going to happen, you know, that's for our benefit. That's not just like a nice story that we can read about Daniel and be like, oh, he was so perceptive. No, <laughs> this is God speaking directly to us through Daniel to tell us. And the Word. Mm -hmm. And it's loud. I know mm -hmm. I'm loud, obnoxiously, so at times people have told me. But I'm loud. Rude. I'm rude. I'm mean. No, I said they're rude. I, I know, but, I, but they do think I'm rude. They mean that I'm judged. They think I'm judgmental. Oh, whatever. I know. So, as you love to say, but there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Daniel 8. <clears throat> oh boy. Okay. A ram and goat. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision, 
And it came to pass when I saw that I was at Shushan in the palace, which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision and I was by the river Uli, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw and behold, there stood before the river a ram, which had two horns. And the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other. And the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no beasts might stand before him, neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. Now, don't be confused. I know we talk about rams in the thicket. Mm-hmm. Right. But this isn't Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is the personification of the Antichrist in the end days. Mm-hmm. And I was considering, behold, as he and and he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes, and he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram, and he was moved with choler against him, and smote the ram, and brake his two horns, and there was no power in the ram to stand before him, but he he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him, and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hands. Therefore the he-goat waxed very great, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken, and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. Now again, I said the ram was Antichrist, but so is the he-goat. It's the devil's personification. It's that transfiguration of an evil spirit in the personal, physical dimension. Mm-hmm. But it's the same stuff Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. It's the same. It's just a little more detail. It gets a bit confusing because when you get into the detail, but if Daniel had started here, there would have been none of this revelation. It would have been too much. Daniel was already overwhelmed with what he got from the last revelation. So now it's more revelation. Mm And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Stars fallen from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away. And what's the daily sacrifice? Either look at that Old Testament or New Testament, but it's making sure that you understand it's not you, it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not your will, but God's will be done. That has to continue. Mm -hmm. There at least has to be a recognition of the error to uh, the primary one of allowing you to think you own the world. Because you never will. The devil will in the end, but even he doesn't own it. God does. But he gets to the point where he has to destroy the angel of death. All of those that otherwise would be after him. Because you're all expendable except him. I mean, that's the unfortunately the survival of the fittest. Atheism, hedonism. I said that first podcast, uh, last podcast, first one on this series. You're never going to win. And that's, it's person eat person. Mm-hmm. It's going to all end in self-destruction. It's, it's going to be the end of the devil, but he can't resist because he's just as much part of the narcissism and the ego as we are. That's the appealing element. Mm-hmm. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down, the abomination of desolation. And, and host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. They bit into the lie. Mm-hmm. They were seduced, just like Eve was. Mm-hmm. The devil is a liar. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he does it cunningly so mm-hmm. out of deception, because if he came up to you and said, I'm the devil and I'm going to take this from you. Most people who are Christians are going to recognize that. He brainwashes you into wokeness and peddles all of these things Mm -hmm. as truths. And they're not. The only truth is Jesus. The only truth is the word. The only truth or the purveyor of truth is God. Everything else is is going to ultimately result in destruction, and that includes yours. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said, Under the certain saint which spake, 
How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation? To give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot. And he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And it came to pass, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. Now again, what's God personified look like? It's got to be Jesus, right? I mean, we'd say that. Right. Was this Jesus? Was it God? It really doesn't matter. If it gave the appearance of a man, it was for Daniel's sake. Right. Because Daniel would not understand it otherwise. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now he's speaking not several visions, the singular vision. Now he's speaking with me. I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground, but he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation, for at the time appointed the end shall be the precipice. The ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia, and the rough goat is the king of Grecia, and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, which we are right now, the transgressors are coming to the fullness, so much so that the personification of the devil is becoming materially tangible. We can see him that the sinews, bone upon bone. We talked about that in previous podcasts. They're starting to form, but not to the resurrected Christ. It is the devil's last stand. A king of fierce countenance and upstanding dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy whose power? It must be God's. For the sake of what? ridding the world of deception and darkness, of this influence, the evil therein. And he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Mm-hmm. Not that he overtakes the holy people as to overtake God, but we are part of the sacrifice, Carolyn, mm-hmm. for the sake of Jesus. We have to do this in this way if we resist this, at least at this uh, earliest of, of conceptualizations. We won't go there. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Everything in you is going to say, fight back. Everything in you, right, But that just right. feeds into the devil. Right. That's just what the devil wants. And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. At least the promise of peace. But how does this peace come? By dominion. By making people. By eliminating truth. By eliminating any word. Mm -hmm. Any living word. Mm -hmm. By destroying the witnesses of Christ. Mm -hmm. By persecution. That's how he destroys. That's how he comes to peace. By destroying his adversary. Eliminating. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus came to save those that were lost. Satan, the Antichrist, comes to kill them. That's why there is a hell. That's why you're going to go to hell if you don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Because that's the way the devil chose to do it. Mm -hmm. Not God. The devil chose to do it that way. But because of choice, even the Satans, the devils, in this dominion that we have, this world that we're in on earth, that's the way that God chose to make it. Should I go on? Sure. He shall also stand up against the princes, or the prince of princes. But he shall be broken without hand. Jesus is going to destroy him, but not by fighting with him. He's going to destroy him because there's nothing beyond self-destruction except hell. Resurrection is reserved for the saints. The saints are resurrected because they understand it is love that overcomes, not power, not dominion, not the worldly, not anything that happened then or anything that will happen in the future, not even anything that that's happening now. But the end of all of that violence, David had one problem. There was blood on his hands. 
Nothing can save you from that except to repent. But to do that, you're going to be saved by Jesus. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, there's no resurrection. You're going to go to hell. And whatever that includes is in this vision, fire. You're going to go before God. Are you written in the Lamb's book of life? God's going to ask, maybe of you, maybe of whoever there is, the bailiff or whoever there is, look at Jesus. And they're going to go through the pages. And is your name going to be there? Even with blood on your hands, did you repent? Did you come to Jesus? Did you turn the other cheek? Did you die for the sake of the cause of Christ? Were you willing to lay down your life for another? No greater love than any person. If you didn't, mm-hmm. you're not there. Yeah. God has no choice. You cannot hang out with us. It's not going to happen. Because mm-hmm. it's our choice. It's our choice as it was the devil's, as it has been everybody since mm-hmm. the beginning. And the vision of the evening and the morning, which is told, is true. Wherefore, shut, up thou, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. And get this. You felt sick earlier and sad? And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business. Why? Because he had to. Mm-hmm. He didn't agree with the king's business, but that was why he was there. Right. But he didn't do the king's business. He did the king's business. Mm-hmm. But he had to be in this world because that was all part of it. Right. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Hmm. The last verse in the NIV says, I was appalled by the vision, and it was beyond understanding. Human conception. Why? Because, mm-hmm. Carolyn, I'm telling you, this is the only way to redemption. Mm-hmm. And this is the righteous sacrifice. You are the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We it's all not, are. Yes. And it's not that God doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. It's not that God wants to hurt you. But God needs to fix mm-hmm. the corruption in you. Mm-hmm. And it's the end. But good news. You're going to be resurrected. Good news. You're not going to taste the death. Mm-hmm. Just your body Just the human dimension is going to be removed. But the same fire that otherwise is going to end up in the hellfire brimstone message of those that are lost may indeed be the fire that right now cleanses us. Maybe the fire that sanctifies us. Refiner's fire. Right. Hmm. To remove the dross. Mm -hmm. I know that that sounds (laughs) horrible. I know it does. Some people are hearing this and saying, why do I want to listen to this? How does he say this? Uh, God doesn't care about it. No. He care- no. God cares about you. That's why you have to do this. Right. That's why this is part of it. Mm-hmm. But if you start taking yourself off the cross, you're not one with Jesus. If you start to remove yourself from that, only Jesus could die in that way for all of us. Right. But if I'm entered into Christ, I've in- if I take rightfully, take communion with Christ, mm-hmm. this is the calling. Paul said we're crucified with Christ. Otherwise, you're, yes. Go ahead. I know. I'm just thinking we have to be willing to go there. We have to be willing to taste death. And if we're not, excuse me, if we're not willing, then then we need to ask ourselves: Are we of God or are we of the devil? Because there's only two ways to look at it. There's only two choices. And that's the that's the hard part. And that's the you know, perhaps hard part for some people, but it's the sad part for us that have chosen God to look at the people that are continually, it's Eve, you know, <laughs> we can't get mad at her, but it's, get, somebody told me one time, she said, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad for you. And it made all the difference in my understanding because, you know, they want the best for me. They want me to Believe the best and not buy into that lie, you know, to believe the truth. Well, and if there is any sacrifice that would then otherwise just be measured materially that is righteous, it's not sacrificing animals, Mm -hmm. it's the devil. Because the devil is not even an animal, he's a beast, but he is a unique beast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No other creation of God would do this. Thing that he does. Mm-hmm. None. None, none, none. There's none. Right. 
it takes a human to do this, or at least in human dimension, mm -hmm. that's, that's the distinction, this human soul, that's unredeemed. Mm -hmm. And the devil is unredeemable because he would not bow a knee. He would not confess his sin. He would not acknowledge his problem. His ego would preempt him from that. But it's the same thing as Judas. You know, Judas went out and hung himself. Yeah. So which way are you going to go? Right. You're going to die for Christ or you're going to go hang yourself? Right. It's exactly. one and the same. Right. It's yeah. one and the same. It's going to lead to death either way. <clears throat> it's just going to be... Which type of death do you prefer? <laughs> so I didn't envision this to be another cliffhanger. Okay. And I didn't envision this to have a part three. Okay. But I think there's going to be a part three. That because what we're about to get into, though, okay. is what then out of his sorrow, Daniel's sorrow, mm -hmm. his grieving, mm -hmm. what he does on behalf of the people is nothing but Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that he offers up himself. Mm -hmm. And with that, a prayer of repentance or penitence, mm -hmm. an acknowledgement of sin, an acknowledgement of the error on behalf of the people. Moses did some of that, but in the end, he still was overtaken with the human dimension because he took the rod and then crucified Christ. Maybe that's the best any of us could have until Jesus came. I don't want to cast anything bad over Moses. But my point is this. Daniel, out of the same context of Old Testament, mm -hmm. is offering up a prayer on behalf of all of those that are lost on behalf of all of those that are even of the chosen ones of God, even those that are suffering most immediately, the persecution, that works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and why there's hope in this message, especially for believers. But for us to do it justice, oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you, and then also our podcast listeners, please indulge me. I'm asking for forgiveness. I need another podcast to cover this because I really want it to come from the Word. I don't want it just to come from me. I want you to read. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to read it, I'm going to read it to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's word. a big prayer too. I mean, I just kind of skimmed over it. and yeah. It's a beautiful prayer, but it's also kind of a big prayer. And then, dare I say another cliffhanger, while he was praying... Don't give Something it away. Something else happens. Yes. So you have to tune in. Don't give it away. Next time to find out. And not because I don't want them to know. They can go read Daniel and they can know. Right. But I want them to have fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want them to not, again, kind of be prejudiced. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have a lot of time to think about this mm -hmm. in some defensible manner so that they won't hear me. Now, if they think about it and they still disagree with me, that's okay. At least you right. thought about it. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's what I want, though. I want them to recognize this is implicitly the choice. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm offering them the choice. Mm -hmm. and, and for those who have chosen Jesus, then I'm just reminding you, remember why you chose Jesus and understand you've got to be, even as Daniel, even when Nebuchadnezzar said, when they play all these musical instruments, you need to bow down. No, Daniel went to his chamber, left the window open mm -hmm. to make sure everybody knew, mm -hmm. right before he was putting the lines in, that he was not going to bow a knee. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was cast into the fiery mm -hmm. furnace for something very similar. Do you think he kept that window open all the time, or do you think he did it specifically that one day? Well, whether he did it specifically that one day or all the time, I think he knew, and the Bible sort of intimates oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on that one day, yeah. this was a day for sure. Like, he was not going to go so much in his prayer closet right. that it's all hidden. Right, right, right. And for the reader, if nothing else, for the reader to get to elude, oh, they're going to hear him. Because I think it says, as was his custom, but it could be talking about the praying three times a day. But the window open, him and Joseph, I kind of put in the same category. I mean, they're just two men that really followed closely. Not that there wasn't others. And, you know, I love David, but um, Daniel and Joseph both, just the story of Daniel has so much, it's so rich. And in these times that we live in, how much more appropriate for us to go to Daniel than to see what's going on in the world and... Well, you need the context. Mm -hmm. And you need to see the original 
presentation of it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Jesus was not in his ministry, was not here to do that. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament was to present the iniquity and the sin. Mm -hmm. The Old Testament was to tell us what the choice was. The Old Testament was to right. show us or reveal to us God's nature and the need to understand that, that yeah. he is going to measure mm -hmm. righteousness in mm -hmm. some form, mm -hmm. fashion. When Jesus came, he just showed the form and fashion. Mm -hmm. He's the one he's going to measure us by. His words were about fulfilling God's call to righteousness mm -hmm. and how to do that out of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, who he would give or remind us of, the Spirit of God that's mm -hmm. in us, bring to the forefront in such a way that he would help us do that. But Daniel was entirely setting it up so that we would understand the stakes. Mm -hmm. And as much he's appealing still to maybe one that isn't saved, mm -hmm. because they need to think about this stuff. Yeah. And if you are saved... They need to think about this stuff. Well, I'm sorry. That's why I told Connor, I said, you know, if Eve can believe a lie in the perfect Garden of Eden, how much more do we need to be aware in our sin nature that we're born into? Uh, how much more do we need to be on guard and look at what we think is truth and, you know, really look at it lest we fall into death and lead other people with us and take other people with us? Point them towards death. Be the death angel. It's just simple trick of the devil, but it's when you mm -hmm. look at it in this sort of magnified or amplified way, mm -hmm. and you get a lot of people talking the same talk, it's, it's mass hysteria. It's brainwashing is what it is. So, tell our listeners, comments, commentary, call us sure. to get a hold of us. It's just so I could be sure that I at least mention some counseling. This is the kind of revelation stuff that happens in counseling. So should they want to come to Jesus in this sort of way? Mm -hmm. How do they get a hold of us? Absolutely. Please get a hold of us. And like you mentioned, we'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your ideas, anything that you want to throw at us. We will definitely listen to it. We'll try not to sneeze. Um, best way would be to call us, um, 304-528-9220, or you can email us if you have a little bit longer comment and you would like to share with us something. Maybe, hopefully, we encouraged you one day, or at least challenged your thinking. Uh, that's covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. You can go online, get some more information about Covenants, covenantsonline.com, or you can follow our Facebook page where we uh, post not just other things that are going on, but also links to our podcast and some useful information and prayers and all kinds of things that uh, people find helpful and interesting, but you will also be able to access our podcast. Was that good? It's always good. <laughs> so pray, 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 pray. Holy Spirit work in the people, mm -hmm. but come back next time because we've got... Part three. I got, I got part three. Dun, dun, dun. And in the meantime, we're Carolyn. On, we're on the precipice. Be <laughs> I blessed. Say it one more time. All right, we'll join you next podcast.